and welcome to Coffee with Jesus. I am your host, Todd Jubilee. Before I had started this podcast, I had a devotional book that was also called Coffee with Jesus and a Facebook page named Coffee with Jesus. And now I have a ministry that is called Coffee with Jesus. And what can I say? I like to stick with a theme. In all seriousness, this podcast was born out of the devotional book. I noticed at the height of the pandemic, there was a hunger for comfort and for hope and for encouragement. So I started releasing videos on my Facebook page and they were very well received. And I could tell that there really was this hunger out there for comfort. And I felt like I was calling me to do a podcast. Now, this is something I had initially said no to, and I've shared this story in the past, so I won't belabor it too much. But initially, when God had called me to start the podcast, I had said, no, uh -uh, I'm not putting myself out there. I am the world's biggest introvert. Fortunately for me, God is patient. And eventually, I decided, okay, God, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to do it. And so I started doing the podcasts. And I named it Coffee with Jesus because that was the name of the devotional book and the name of the Facebook page. And everything just kind of meshed together and I could kind of fold it all together. Well, now I have started a ministry that is also called Coffee with Jesus. And that ministry will encompass the devotional book, the podcast, the social media aspects, as well as a new devotional book that I'm writing that is called Coffee with Jesus, the Second Cup. As of this recording, I'm probably about halfway through, give or take. Not too long ago, I shared a sample of one of the devotionals from the new devotional book. I shared it on the Coffee with Jesus page, and I shared it on my own personal Facebook page as well. I was sitting at work one afternoon, and it was it was raining, and it was getting close to quitting time, and it was it was still raining, and I just had this feeling I was going to get wet. So at my job, where I park. And where my office is are separated by about three quarters of a mile to a mile, depending on where I can find a parking spot on that particular day. So I knew I was going to get wet and it was going to be miserable. And I just was not looking forward to it. And I thought, well, I could pray that God can stop the rain while I walk to my car. And I thought, well, I could pray that God stops the rain so that I won't get too wet on my walk to my car. But then I kind of felt guilty. I was like, no, that's just kind of silly. I mean, that's just really self-serving. And there are way bigger things going on in the world. I don't need to ask about, you know, me not getting wet. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just ask God that I don't get too wet. Maybe, you know, lighten the rain a little bit so that I'll, you know, I'll get wet, but I won't get like drenched. And I thought, okay, that, that seems fair. And as I was about to make this request, I stopped because I had this, you know, you call it that still small voice. And it's just like, just that little tiny voice inside you that says, well, wait a minute. Do you really think that God can't keep you from getting wet? Do you really think that the same God who controlled the weather, whose son calmed the storm and made the storm stop, can't protect you from a little rain? And I was kind of caught back. I was like, well, wait a minute. Of course God can do that. But why would he do that for me? I mean, I'm just walking on my car. This is really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big a deal. Or so I thought. Then I decided, you know what? I'm going to be bold and I'm going to ask. And I did. And I asked God to keep me dry for the entire walk to my car. 
And wouldn't you know it, just a few minutes before I left, the rain stopped. And I walked to my car, and it wasn't raining. I was dry. As I got near to my car, it started to drizzle a little bit. I got in, I drove away, the skies opened up again. And I was amazed. God actually stopped the rain so I could walk that mile to my car without getting drenched. And I shared this on Facebook, and I was a little nervous because, like I said, asking God to stop the rain, especially with everything that was going on, just so many things going on, why would I ask for something like that, you know? And one of my old Navy buddies, a friend of mine on Facebook, he had said that if anyone really gets upset at you for asking God to stop the rain, they are actually the ones who are limiting God. Because they believe that in stopping the rain to prevent you from getting dry, God is not capable of stopping some other calamity somewhere else. That really stopped me up short because it was angle that I hadn't considered before. I mean, we do have a God who is all-powerful. We have a God who is omniscient. We have a God who is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He knows all. And he can do anything. So twice in the span of just a few days, I was trying to limit God for the same thing. At first, I was like, well, God really shouldn't stop the rain for me because there are too many other things going on. I mean, I was was trying to limit God myself in what I thought he would do. And then my friend, this Navy buddy of mine, he was, he was pretty direct, and he was like, look, anybody who says that you're not supposed to do that is their limiting God, too. Because, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, my little issue was pretty small. But God stopping the rain for me did not prevent him from healing somebody else or from stopping some calamity somewhere else. And that's really stuck with me. And the thing is, we've had a lot of rain over the last several weeks. And folks, believe it or not, I mean, more often than not, God does stop the rain, whether I whether it's in the morning and I'm walking in, or whether it's in the afternoon and I'm walking out. Now, there have been times where God hasn't stopped the rain. There have been times where I've gotten wet. And I was thinking about this the other day. Of course, it was raining, and <laughs> I was about to walk out, and I thought, well, do I ask God? Because I've asked him a lot already. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go and do it. And God did. And I was walking back to my car. The sidewalk was wet, but there was no rain at that time. And I realized God stopping the rain is a really, really good metaphor for life. I mean, when you think about it, when we go through difficult periods in our life, we often attribute that to storms. You see it everywhere. Songs, literature, sermons. We talk about these storms of life. And just like on my walk to my car from my office, There are a lot of times when God stops the rain for us, and we can walk in calm times. In fact, more often than not, I believe that God does protect us from life's storms. But sometimes, he doesn't. Sometimes, God does allow the rain to fall. Sometimes, God does allow us to go through those storms. So in this episode... I would like to explore a few reasons for why God would allow us to go through difficult periods. Why would God allow his people to suffer? The Bible does give a few reasons. And I want to highlight before I begin, I am not claiming that if you're going through a difficult period in your life, that this is one of those reasons. I'm not claiming to know 
your particular situation or why God would allow a storm in your particular case. But one thing I do know is that when we do go through storms, no matter what they are, God is there with us and God is there helping us. God is there providing for us, carrying us when we need to be carried. God is always with us. And even though sometimes he allows us to go through the storms, he is going through those storms with us. And so with that being said, I would like to go through three reasons that I believe God would allow us to go through our storms. The first possibility, I'll say, of why God would allow us to go through difficult periods, why God would allow those storms, would be to test us. There are a couple of places in the Bible where we can see this. The first passage I would like to read from is from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Sometimes God does test us, and sometimes God allows for us to be tested. The book of Job is basically one giant testament to the fact that sometimes God tests us. I would like to read a small passage from Job 1, verses 6 through 12. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming through the earth, going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have already blessed the work of his hands, so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So you can see from Scripture that sometimes God does allow us to be tested. Sometimes God will allow our faith to be tested. And so things will go wrong. We will go through storms. And those storms are a test of our faith to develop our faith and our perseverance and our hope. Ladies and gentlemen, one time at church, somebody asked me, how, how is your faith so, so strong? And I turned and I told them, I said, well, first of all, I don't think it is. <laughs> but what they consider faith for me is just, it's knowledge. They think I have strong faith because I tell them that God will be with them and that God will help them through their storm. The thing is, I know this because God has done this for me. In many of my prior episodes, I have shared some of the difficulties that I have gone through. And because I have gone through these difficulties, and because I have seen God's hand in them, because I have seen God's strength and experienced God's strength, I know that when I go through something, that God is there. I know that when I go through a storm, God is there. I know that He is helping me because He has helped me so many times. I know that He is there because He has been there so many times. And I think that's one of the reasons why God does allow us to go through those storms. Because when we see 
how God helps us, when we see how God gives us the strength, how he is right beside us, that develops our faith. And the next time we go through a storm, it's a lot easier for us to weather that storm. Having seen what God has done for us previously, we now know that God will do it again. So I do think that sometimes God allows the rain to fall on us. God allows us to go through those storms of life in order to develop our faith and our perseverance. But again, that's just one possibility that comes from Scripture. The second reason why God may allow us to go through storms could be his discipline. The Bible tells us this in a few different locations as well. I would like to read first from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 12. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves, as a father, the son he delights in. Later on, the author of Hebrews actually quotes this particular proverb, and he adds a little bit to it. So next, I would like to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Notice here that the author of Hebrews says, everyone undergoes discipline. If you are a child of God, then at some point you will undergo discipline. Having children myself, I can tell you there were times where I disciplined my children. And while I'm sure every parent says this, it's actually pretty true. You discipline your children because you love them and you want them to grow up in the correct manner. For example, when my kids were young, I would tell them, all right, you have a choice. You can tell me the truth and you will be disciplined for what you did, or you can lie to me and you will be disciplined even more for lying. And there are times where I caught them in the lies and I disciplined them more for lying. And there are times where they told the truth and I would be very explicit with them and say, okay, I have to punish you for what you did, but because you told me the truth, your punishment will not be as bad. And this actually helped them to tell me the truth, not just when they did things wrong, but they were able to tell me the truth about things that were completely unrelated to discipline as well. So discipline can help restore a child and can help train a child. In the same way, God uses discipline for us, and sometimes that is through storms. Sometimes God uses that to discipline us, to restore us, to bring us back to him. Now, again, folks, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that if you're going through a storm that you deserve it. Please do not interpret things in that way. I'm not saying that you brought it upon yourself or that somehow you deserve to go through hardships. That is not true of any of us. But what is true is that God disciplines those whom he loves. And sometimes that discipline comes through storms in life. Finally, the third reason I would like to talk about is actually the very reason for this podcast. Sometimes God will bring us through storms. He will let those storms come to us so that God can comfort us in such a way that we can then provide that comfort to others. Sometimes God will allow us to go through those storms to teach us so that we can turn around and teach others. And ladies and gentlemen, when you get right down to it, that's really the crux of the matter when it comes to this whole podcast 
the whole purpose of this podcast. I've gone through quite a bit in life, and I've shared quite a bit on this podcast. And what I am trying to do now is take what I have learned from my storms and use that to try to help you, to try to comfort you, to try to provide you with hope so that when you go through your storms, you will know that God is with you and that God is helping you and that God is taking care of you. There are two scriptures that I would like to read. The first one comes from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. So what Paul is saying here is that when we're going through our storms, we can use that comfort we get from God to turn around and comfort others. He says the same thing in the book of Colossians. I would like to read from Colossians 2, verses 1 through 3. I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those at Laodicea, and for those who have not met me personally. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Notice here that Paul struggles for other people. He struggles so that they may learn, so that they may have that encouragement. And ladies and gentlemen, again, this is really the, the heart and soul of the Coffee with Jesus podcast. I'm hoping that by sharing my struggles and that by sharing the struggles of my guests, that you all will learn. That by sharing the comfort we received, you all will receive that same comfort. It is also my hope that you will not just receive that comfort, but then you will then pass that comfort on to others. God comforts us so that we can pass that comfort on to others. And part of my hope with this podcast, and one of the reasons I have guests, is so that you all can take the comfort that you receive and pass that on to others as well. So ladies and gentlemen, there are three possible reasons of why God allows his people to struggle, why God allows good things to happen to bad people, why God allows us to go through the storms of life. There could be other reasons. The Bible tells us that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are his ways above ours. It might be possible that we just don't know the reason why we're going through the storm. But there is one thing I can tell you with absolute certainty, that no matter what the reason you are going through your storm, God is with you. If you take nothing away from this episode, please take one thing away, and that is this. God is with you. Through God and through Christ, we have hope. We have hope that when we are going through those storms, that we will survive, that we will come through those storms stronger than when we went into them, that we will grow, that we will grow in faith, we will grow in strength, we will grow in perseverance. And that from the beginning of the storm to the end of the storm, God is with us every step of the way, carrying us when we need it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible does give us a, a few possibilities as to why we go through storms, as to why God's people suffer. But the Bible is also very clear. 
that when we go through those storms, God is with us constantly. He is our constant companion. When you go through your storms, you will survive. You will make it through. And then it is my hope that once you make it through that storm, you can take the faith and the comfort that you received and the strength and that you can use that to pass it on to others. You can pass that comfort on to others. You can share that faith with others. You can give that strength to others. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are going through a storm right now, please take heart and know there is hope. There is hope for you. There is hope that your storm will end. And there is hope that God is carrying you when you cannot walk yourself. As Christians, whether we're walking through sunny weather or rainy weather, we always have hope. And it is very important, more so when you're going through the storms, to hang on to that hope. So please know that God is with you and that God is helping you and he will continue to help you until you come through that storm. And then it is my hope for those of you who have recently come through storms that you will be able to share that comfort and that strength with others and help them through their storms as well. And to that end, I would like to extend an open invitation. If you have a testimony that you would like to share, a time when you went through a storm and God helped you through that storm, and you would like to share that, then please reach out to me. You can come to the Coffee with Jesus Facebook page, and you can send me a message through that page. Please reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show so that together we can bring God's comfort to his people. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And God bless.